Waving is, and I am eating a carrot, and you're just gonna have to live with that. Waving it. What are we even doing here? This is a joke. This is a prank. Is what this is. It's not a prank, and it's a healthy conversation about what you, the listener, just listened to, because you might be thinking to yourself, <clears throat> "I was really digging Bubba Boy's Chapter Four." Where's Bubba Boy's Chapter Five? Where is it? Where is it? Because why did why did we listen to Pedro Boys? Well, tune in, okay? Um, feel free to crunch in the same rhythm as Josh as he's crunching away at those carrots as we get into this episode. Well, I don't wait forever. I'm five minutes late, so I gotta snack on something. I'm dying over here. And listeners, he's not actually dying as both Josh and I do acknowledge we are in um, positions of privilege and it we do require more calorie intake for how much we burn but he, he wasn't actually dying uh, for the use of the listeners so I'm Peter this is um, Sassy Josh and this week is Pedro Boys I guess so Pedro Boys I got a lot to get into on this so we should just let's just table that and get through the rest of this nonsense. All right. Um, so, Josh, anything in the news? Much, much, much. Almost done with this carrot here. You really got you know, work out your jaw. Your carrot. Um. So let's see. The, the only the, the the big news I saw this week was, I guess the uh, I mean, I don't think anyone was worried this wasn't happening, but we did get confirmation of a. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, I believe. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, that's I mean, sick. all we got was it's in development. Like, oh, you don't say. I don't know that anyone uh, was, you know, holding their breath, thinking that might not happen. Do they think that we think they just took an like a year and a half break? Like, hey, we did such a good job. Why don't you vacation for like a year on us? Yeah, that's how capitalism works. We'll we'll just come back to it. If we feel like it. it, if we feel like it, and mm-hmm. in our in our own time and on our own schedule, and it'll be mm-hmm. done when it'll be done. So I don't know. That's something they announced. Like there's a couple other Star Wars games in development, but I think all they really gave was like the genre of game that they would be, not like what the games are. And I didn't feel like writing all that down. So you can look it up for yourself. The other interesting thing I found though when trying to come up with anything to talk about at the top of the pod, other than what is this is a prank, what's going on, try and pull a fast one on me, um, is apparently it's the 25th anniversary of the Star Wars Special Editions. Hmm. And I thought this would be interesting because you and I are of an age where that was maybe a bit more of a thing and a different way then well that was probably our vhs's right like well we grew up in different households because i i grew up just watching star wars all the time it was in the background right a lot i mean i i watched stars a bunch but i i had seen star wars before the special editions had come out but the special editions were for me my opportunity to see them in the theater 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to see the original Star Wars movie, and I know how original their you know stuff's been added. But I remember going to every one of those in the theater. I remember sitting in there. We were in Germany at the time, and wow, you know, getting to see Star Wars in a theater was was big for you know people our age. I think. I mean, I was uh, what six or seven at the time, but mm-hmm. it was super exciting. And I remember being super excited for most of the new stuff particularly getting to see more of the wampa and empire strikes back and i mean i you know at that age the whole han grito thing no no idea never even occurred to me don't care couldn't care less no difference to me uh but i remember they added you know the job of the hut scene and i was just like oh cool more han solo stuff i haven't seen um and do you have any did you go to the theater to see the special edition releases no 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 i was actually impressed with how much you remember as like a six seven year old because i was trying to think to myself like what movies did i see back then and well yeah you don't even remember that you and i saw skyfall together and you were a grown man for that and like i was thinking about like what like i'm sure i saw toy story around that time in the theaters but i don't remember that the only thing that came to mind was there's this movie after earth where john travolta plays like an enslaving alien it's really bad and oh yeah the scientology movie and my dad took me to that yeah noted scientologist pete's dad and my dad was like this is terrible that's not how that's not what the the script says you know that's not what the holy text says john travolta is bastardizing my religion but no Mm -hmm. he 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 we came out of it and i was like what happened and then my dad was like this is not a good movie and i'm like oh good now i have the vocab yeah this wasn't a good movie um <laughs> and for years that was like the standard of like oh we saw this movie well wasn't as bad as um after earth or whatever it was called with john travolta in that scientology movie yeah yeah i don't know it's i i think we are i'm sure there's plenty of people our age that are still old enough to be obnoxious fanboys at this point and are hating on you know women having any kind of power being cool in the sequels and this isn't my Star Wars and yada yada. But don't I feel look like... up any news about the Supreme Court to those people too. You're gonna get triggered. <laughs> I feel like you and I are of an age where the special editions aren't necessarily. You know, I, I think we're like old enough where a lot of people our age will rag on the prequels. I don't think we're young enough that we're like, no, I grew up with the prequels. Even though we, I mean, you know, I was nine when Phantom Menace came out, so I, you know, I saw them each in theaters and I liked them each when I saw them for the first time, but I did go through like, eh, I don't know, but I think people slightly younger than us. I think they always maybe liked the prequels or were more predisposed because of the age they were. And people slightly older than us were more predisposed to really hate the special editions and be like, Oh, it ruined my childhood. It was like three scenes. That's and yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you were really like, upset you, about three scenes. Do you, do you even have like any kind of, I mean, we don't really talk about it. Do you have any sort of like, oh, it's a bummer that I can only see these versions of the original trilogy? Do you have any if any for like, boy, wouldn't it be cool to watch the original without all no, this extra absolutely nonsense? not. No, I yeah, love extra. Any anything extra, I'm a, I'm a big fan uh... of. Now, <laughs> within reason, because Josh, you actually, I feel like I'm in that middle spot of like between no and way too much because you have consumed the special edition of Lord of the Rings, which adds like what an extra hour oh, to those times. movies. 
Uh, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Friend yeah. Of the I pod, can't, Herbert I can't, and I sat down once and, and watched all of them in a row and it's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. Like, but that's they, different because mm-hmm. that is, you know, the star Wars special editions didn't add deleted scenes. It wasn't like a director's cut. Like it, it, you know, it, so it didn't add the Java stuff with Han. That's like the only deleted scene that is reinstated though. Mm-hmm. Most of the, most of the other stuff is not like new footage. It's, it's actively, amending existing footage right because right, i right. i yeah i i'm of two i mean this is our lot in life it seems is to just have these like newified versions of these movies and i mean by and large i'm fine with the change but there is stuff that's like you know when they go into moss Eisley and they're trying to sell the speeder there's like a lot going on in the foreground a lot of big creatures walking by that's just like blocking the view and gumming up the works and um i i do i really hate that musical number in return of the jedi that's ice noodles sings and the last time i i've never i don't think i can't remember the last time i fast forwarded through a movie but i can't watch it we haven't talked about the music component of boba fett because the same singing group is in boba fett right at mos espa in that well, Max Rebo is. Max Rebo is, yeah. yeah. As far as I can tell, he's the only original. You know that that droid drummer and that guitar there was, um, guy. There's the the guitar were. Biff. Yeah, Biff. There yeah. you go. Uh, we did get confirmation that it is Max Rebo. I guess in episode four, she just say Max for anyone out there who thought it might not be Max. Since we did, though, much like this week, it's a character we only get their first name, don't really get their last name. So I guess that could be Max Bebo. But Max, Max is he's looking good. And of course, when that spinoff does come around, we will be the Rebo Boys, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I guess there's a few thing pieces floating around out there about the 25th anniversary of the special editions, and thought about that a little bit. And I, don't know. I mean, I would like to watch the the uh, the older versions if only out of interest at this point because i know that those are not the versions i've seen the most most of my life i feel like i've watched you know these these amended versions so there's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff i'm sure that's been changed that i don't even think of as a change anymore but who knows if we'll ever get our grubby little hands on that in any kind of quality yeah well i also think that the versions of that, I mean, certainly Disney does not want us to see it because we don't get different options of of ways to take in content with mm-hmm. Disney. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not something that trips me up or has me, you know, upset or yeah. with any real opinion yeah. um, on it. So we have that. Um, Josh, where are you at with the High Republic book? finished finished okay so we've got like three episodes three four episodes. this and this and two more this and two more and then and we'll... then bobo boys will be over um forever and then we'll <laughs> it might be, be it, it, cool. bobo boys honestly might be over <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's not already yeah and it it, it might <laughs> Boba, the book of boba fett as far as this um, umbrella corporation might be done. Um, I'd be surprised, yeah. but yeah. Let's talk about that umbrella corporation real quick, because I feel like, you know, you and I have, I think if you go back and listen to like all the episodes we've done so far this season, we've been 
like nothing but very chill and cool and confident and where we stand in the state of Popeyes LLC and everything's doing great. But there were like, for whatever reason, there's like rumblings online of like, oh, the restaurant failed or like bankruptcy. Like you got to be bite out to save yourself. Like whole LLC is falling apart. I'm like, I don't even know what people are talking about. We never, I don't know where they're getting these ideas. Um, But I guess just if anyone is out there and is worried about that, like we're doing fine. Oh yeah, sure. Um, we're actually doing great. We're actually doing probably better than ever. And you know, we did have um, a mysterious benefactor, kind of a a masked fiscal um, banquet type situation. Uh, you know, an anonymous person organization coming up and and kind of loving our whole deal and everything we do and wanting to be involved with that and buy us out and save us or give us money or whatever. So we're actually doing great and fine. And if everybody could stop talking about that kind of stuff and acting like we're not, it's just rude to talk um, about money. Honestly, it really is, and it's kind yeah. of gauche. Um, so just, just you know, we've got this great new venture hangout on, and a benefactor, and life is good for the LLC. So don't worry your pretty little heads about that. Yeah, it's just it's chill in the Po Boys section. Yeah. Um. And then with that, you know, before let's just get into this episode. But before we get into this whole PCAP of it all, I guess I'm just like, what the heck is going on here? What are you even doing? What even is this? What are they even? What are they doing? What are they doing? So what is talk, this? You want to you want to start with what why is it Pedro this? Boys at the beginning? What is this? What are they doing? Um, they're bringing in all those Mandos. They're like, hey, where where are where are Mando fans? Because remember. We had this issue with Bad Batch of, you know, everybody has their Venn diagram of what's their Star Wars. And I think they started seeing the Venn diagram of people. Everybody consumes the Mandalorian. Everybody loves the Mandalorian. Sure, sure. And Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Right. So this, I, I think this is just from advertising people like, hey, we need to. Oh, and spoilers for chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian. We need to get Great little Yanni idea. back, okay? But it's, listen, okay, you've got, you know, you're everybody loves Raymond or whatever. I don't, you know, and it's like, oh, you know what people love? People love Seinfeld. We should have Jerry Seinfeld on an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. And so what you do is Jerry Seinfeld shows up on an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. You don't go, okay, here's an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, and then it's just an episode of Seinfeld. But... What is going on? But if you like Seinfeld more than Everybody Loves Raymond, sure. which some people... I mean, <laughs> some, are, some people do. I mean, arguably, I just, one's, one's bigger than the other. I'm not, I'm not taking a poll or anything. I do, like, I imagine someone must. I don't know who, but... Right. What is... what? And did, like, only thing I can think of Robert Rodriguez did not turn his homework in in time. And he was like looking around in the classroom. I guess like Kevin Kennedy's like the teacher or whatever. She had her back turned. And Robert Rodriguez is like looking and like Bryce Dallas Howard is sitting like one seat up and one seat over from him and just copied her test and turned it in. I actually think of it this way though is you got a cake and it's a cake for Robert Rodriguez, you know, birthday cake. And Bryce Dallas Howard is cutting the cake and she keeps cutting a slice and cutting a slice and giving it to other people so that they can have it. 
And then when you finally get to Robert Rodriguez, the birthday boy, there's a very sliver left of, of it, which is just for him, which is 45 seconds, if that, of Boba Fett being mentioned in this episode. Mentioned. Does not appear. Doesn't appear. Does not appear whatsoever. What is this? Um, and now right, that let's... I'm done looking a gift horse in the mouth, we should proceed with the PCAP. Yeah, so let's get into the put 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 Pete Cap. Um, we're recovering chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian. Bryce Dallas Howard coming back to direct. She directed one episode, um, the forest episode in chapter in um season Two. one. In season no, I'm, I'm talking about the like teaching the villagers to fight. That was her, right? And she also directed a season two episode. Which which episode in season two? The um, one where Bo-Katan shows up. Right, right, right. Oh, right, right, right. On right, the water right. planet. And for some reason, I thought it was the one that made us care about Mayfeld. Um, no, so, so this is, you know, mainstay. Oh, Mandalorian. Got to bring Bryce Dallas Howard in. So uh, pretty exciting right there. And as Josh was referencing, this is Mando's back. Mando is back. Mando is back. And this is a Mandalorian episode. I yeah, it's funny because when you're looking at it, you just keep thinking like, are they going to bring Boba Fett in at any point? Right, and Josh. This is like a 45, 47 minute episode. It's a full episode of the Mandalorian, right? But at, at, at what point did you realize? Oh, we're not talking about him at any points. Well, I guess when they started doing the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was. The, f- the last like 15 minutes of the episode so yeah. the fir- for the first like 20 30 you keep thinking like oh how is he gonna get thrown in oh how is he gonna get thrown in so we start with mando doing a classic mando scene which we only see once um in the mandalorian maybe the opening you could say the opening of season two too um but you know classic bounty hunter goes into this butcher shop of clatoonians who are those dog people to uh, go after a Clatoonian um, bounty, basically. And then he does the, you know, I can bring you in, or I can, uh, hot, or I can bring you in cold. I can bring you in, or I can bring you out. I can bring you in, I can bring you out. <laughs> and then, um, just going back to the classic, like, if Mando didn't have his armor, he would be the most dead, he, he, he should be dead. He should be. He had shot so many times. He never dodges any of it. <laughs> and we get like a pretty brutal fight um, between him and the Clatoonians. Yeah, you think about which the fight? I guess is like, where's this been all season? <laughs> it was a great action sequence in the mm-hmm. the butcher shop kind of locale and the table, like the way that they very kind of tastefully were like okay he's chopping people in half and stuff but they always had like something else getting cut with them and yeah i thought it was great i thought it was a really inspired action sequence i loved it yeah and it also adds to the dark saber which we'll get into with the discussion we might go yeah. in a little bit deeper with the dark saber we've talked about it before but the nuances that they try to explain with the dark saber they do a really good job him hitting himself do a really does a really good job. And I then, will say I've watched it twice and I've yet to figure out how he hit himself with it. I gotta um, I gotta pay attention more, I guess. Okay, yeah, I think 
Like he gets shot and it hits him or he, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's like he like cuts a person at their arms and as they're coming down, it hits, it's hits his side. Mm, I mean, it's, it, it, it just show him like being clumsy. Oh, right. He's not a Jedi. Right. And he should get to that. So he takes this, he takes this scene, a planet, um, Halo, that a Halo planet. A halo, halo. According to and this is according to Wikipedia. Plus. Cortano okay. boys. This is according to, um. This is according to Wikipedia. So the source I'm not hugely aware of. Uh, on the oh, it looks like they talked about this on the Star Wars YouTube page. A uh, clavis, G L A V I S, is the planet an open looped ring world which. I do you did you think this was the lost episodes um from Clone Wars where Anakin's hanging out with those two identical twins? I originally thought this planet was. Do you remember that? No. I mean, I I remember the episode. I don't remember there being a ring world thing. Yeah, because I I I just I I'm pretty sure I remember that station being it. So, um super super cool. I mean, just like why and then uh, was as i was thinking about that i was like i don't care i want i want to live in in this world i would be i would love to see if this is on andor like if this is if we revisit this on andor i'll be so so stoked for this well it has similar vibes i would say to the kind of world that we first meet Cassian Andor on in Rogue One is what it reminds me of and he's mm-hmm. when he's meeting that informant it's like two asteroids held together by you know a city or some such mm-hmm. so meets with this cartel we don't know the cartel specifically you said you watched this again did you see any insignia to, to indicate if they no. were yeah me neither um, but let me tell you don't even want to hold it in any longer. What I did see watching this again, which is that him being with that cartel is a tracking shot. Mm-hmm. Like a oneer. It starts with him showing up in the station. He gets in the elevator. Guy gives him a funny look. Goes up the elevator. Gets out of the elevator. He's in a club. He goes in the room. Talks to the folks. Turns around. Gets back in the elevator. Goes back down the elevator. Exits the elevator. I'm pretty sure, buddy, that's all in the volume. I don't think there's an elevator. I don't think he changed levels. There's no way they built a two-story set. They never built sets anymore. I'm pretty sure what they did was they had the volume. They have mm-hmm. him walk into that little room. They project like he is, you know, they have they have the background go down so it looks like he's coming up. He gets out of the elevator. Camera goes behind him, and it's a club, and he does all that meeting. And then when he gets back in the elevator, they just do the opposite so that it looks like he's going down. And when he exits the elevator, the camera just never turns around. So you don't see what the set for the club was or whatever. I'm telling you, go back and watch that bad boy. I'm pretty sure they are uh, some next level stuff with the volume. Let me tell you. At the beginning of this kind of season, I was like, I feel like they're like leaning on the volume a little hard. Maybe we're just getting like, like, I feel like I can tell that we're in a circle or something. I thought that was a very inspired use of that technology. I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm totally right about how they did that. I I I I don't want to 
argue against you, but I, I think that they might have cut that when he looks over to the um, cartel. But no, nah, man, I went I, back and watched. Um. Oh well, if, yeah. Okay, I I mean it's super impressive for sure. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this episode of oh. They still have. They're using the same studio for everything. This is super, super impressive. Like the level that they're bringing to, just multiple scenes. This episode are like, this should be in the. This should be in Boba Fett, right? They have the ability to do this. They're just choosing to do the Teletubby gang versus the the speeder bike chase. But I also, I did you compare these two, um, to like the episodes we've gone so far because i found myself doing that a couple of times of like oh why you know i love this why aren't we getting it from the other four chapters yeah and it's it's hard because it you want to understand that like well both has a show on its own merits and it is one of those things i think we probably mentioned before but it's like very much getting to be like one of those like season one of rebels where everything was on low fall and like we show up to boba fett and i see an exterior shot of java's palace and freaking tatooine Again and again and again, and I'm so freaking bored with it. And there's nothing that I'm doing anything like interesting with that backdrop. Like you just show up, I feel like, and I'm already bored because I've just spent so much time looking at this giant blue sky and your freaking two suns. And I get it. We just are always here. And but then you know we spend time on Tatooine in this episode, and even before we get to like all this fan service callback stuff, I'm like, oh, we're back in you know we're back in business, and I'm I'm interested again. I don't, it is so strange that it's like. How is this so good? <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. Well, and it's also, I think it's where we wish Boba, we wish Boba Fett would just move and be in every scene, right? Because Mando is in every scene and doing things, right? And and Boba Fett and in, in Book of Boba Fett, you know, it's seventy percent flashbacks, and in this episode, it's like what one percent, three percent flashbacks. Yeah, I had um, a night of a thousand tears flashback, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I apologize. I don't remember what your original question was. <laughs> oh, just did you find yourself uh, going back and comparing it to um, chapter one through four? I mean, definitely. I mean, just, you know, even with just like with that first action sequence. I mean, again, you don't you don't need like the lightsaber doesn't make that action sequence. I mean, it's cool that he has it, but it's I, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more going on in this i don't know this episode just felt so much more compelling and yeah i don't know it's strange i mean how can you not look i my uh you know my so and i watch it and i'm usually re-watching it when she is watching it and we got to the point where she was bored enough that we just skipped episode four for a week and she was two weeks behind and i was like well you know let's watch chapter four and we watched that and then i really wanted to get her to watch this next one because it's really good but i didn't want to like ruin for her that it was an episode of the mandalorian and it mm-hmm. did take some some convincing <laughs> but then she did watch it and she was immediately like this is great why didn't you tell me this is just an episode of the mandalorian mm-hmm. and it's good that you did that too because there's such joy for me being like oh my gosh oh my gosh like we're we're seeing this and then the matchups that you're putting Mando in, mm-hmm. um, like let's get into it. So he finds the coven, and you know we completely ignore the fact 
that all the children are dead and that's all Mando's fault and that there's only three of them and that's it. Well, you know, we don't care about the logistics of that whatsoever. Um, it's just, he's back, he's in the coven. Let's get back to business. And then we find out that the John Favreau Mandalorian is um, from House uh, Vizsla. Uh, something Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. Paz? Oh, Maybe. that's his name? I thought Maybe. I thought she said ha- House Vizsla. Yeah, because I think Tar Vizsla is like the Jedi of old. And I mm-hmm. think his, his name might be Paz Vizsla. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah, so we get like a armor Mando training scene. Yeah, it's Paz is, Vizsla. Um, it's a terrible name. Um, but we we get that training scene, and then you know Taz Bizla, um, Pez Dispenser Pizla, mm-hmm. um, challenges him, and then we get hopefully a a cool accessory that comes to Boba or to um Mando at some point of the um the shield, which we ha- we see the shield a lot in Clone Wars. Right, the little gauntlet shield. Yeah, and what did you what did you think of that fight? I mean, the fight was fine, but I I just I liked the setting. It looks, you know, um, yeah. When, I she, enjoyed when it. she throws him off, hilarious. Yeah, Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's brutal. You know, you think he is going to lose at certain points, which you know, you know, he's going to win because he's the main character. But you know, they created the suspense of like, oh my gosh, John. Favreau is actually going to win. And he actually, there are multiple takes where he did win. Um, but it took some talking of Johnny F down of, listen, it's not the Pez Vizsla show or the return of Pez Vizsla. Nobody cares. <laughs> so return of Pez Vizsla. Return of Pez, v- Pez Vizsla. So we get like a kind of force handed. I don't really know if we see this in season one all that much. Of uh, You know, have you ever shown your helmet? They do that the first time the two of them get into again oh, in like okay. episode two okay because that was and if you go back to that that pedro boys episode two even back then i was like this whole this is the way thing is annoying and they keep saying it like it's a t-shirt and i feel like they just really want a t-shirt but yeah they i think they that's that's how they established that that creed exists i think is through the two of them asking that yeah. i that scene was I mean, he's, you know, dudes wear a freaking mask. And even still, like that scene in which he asks his questions and his pause. I mean, Pedro is freaking bringing it. His performance oh. is so good. I don't know if it's just, I, I'm sure there's a level of absence makes the heart grow fonder. But I think there's also a level of I'm seeing this guy walk around with the helmet that is the helmet that inspired the Mandalorian. The whole reason Din Djarik exists is because Boba Fett has a cool helmet that now we get to see him constantly take off. Um, but it, like listening to him and his voice and he's he's so measured and like reserved in his delivery and stuff mm-hmm. and i just feel like you look at a picture of mandalorian and none of what pedro pascal's performance is is a given like n- no one no one in that armor would come up with that performance like it's not grizzled it's not like I'm Clint Eastwood or, you know, I'm Batman or whatever. I don't know. He was, he was freaking brilliant this episode. He was so good. He was so, so good. And that scene where she asked if he got his helmet taken off. Ugh. Despite how I was rolling my eyes into my own brain when they were talking about, oh, by the way, our bylaws say you have to, like, go into the secret sewer under Mandalorian or under Mandalorian. Who's going to confirm that? 
inevitably he's gonna go do that inevitably a mythosaur is gonna be in there yeah who's gonna confirm that he actually did it's so funny that you say that because you're not on social media so many people have posted that like (laughs) you know oh the mythosaur they've already talked about it right yeah the season three finale of the mandalorian (laughs) he's gonna take his little bath under mandalore and have the mythosaur there i i appreciated the exact phraseology was the mythosaur exists in legends Mm -hmm. and legends is of course what we're calling old star wars continuity now and I believe Mythosaur is what Bobo is riding in the Christmas special. So, uh, yeah, this whole, the whole, this is the way. Don't have your helmet taken off. Okay, you're kicked out, but you can come back in if you go and take a bath in the waters. And I was like, it's, it's kind of dumb. But I loved that scene. I loved that scene. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's curious to me, too, of like, he has seen the world. He has met other Mandalorians. He didn't show that he knew Bo-Katan. Um, like she willingly yeah. mm-hmm. shared the Bo-Katan story because at one point I was like thinking to myself, all right, is he just in this coven to, you know, because he ha- he's going through the steps, he has his own exit plan or does he legitimately want to continue to be part of this? And yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm more in the latter camp now that he, he legitimately wants to be in this group. Um, because he didn't share that information specifically. So the episode, Though, but you wonder, is he doing that? I mean, he could have a lot of, he could have a lot of mo- different motivations for not sharing that specifically. Cause it could also be, you know, for, for all I know, these guys have it out for book 10, you know, I don't know why, you know, why does oh, he not mention it? So let's get into that one um, comment. She said that the coven survived because they were on the moons of Concordia. Right. Yeah. Cause they're, you know, they're descended from pre Vizsla and stuff. That's the first time we go to Mandalore. We end up going to that moon on Concordia and that's where we meet death watch. And it, and it turns out, you know, that ends up being their salvation is that they're hiding out on, on that moon. Mm-hmm. The flat, the flashback I didn't think was necessary. I mean, I have like a, a huge issue with it. I feel like her explanation was sufficient enough, but, it I feel was... like they're setting the stage for what Mandalore looks like. So, Maybe. insofar That's as like true. these episodes, you know, each of it's an episode in and of itself, and then it's three, four, you know, storylines that are like, all right, you're going to see this, you know, two hours from now in yeah. this part it, of it. It was it was interesting because I mean, without I guess giving too much away for those who haven't seen Rebels, but you know the beginning of the story that's told there picks up near the end of rebels where we get, I mean, that's Bo-Katan gets the dark saber in rebels. Right. And then just knowing what we know about, you know, the original trilogy and stuff, it's just, you just assume when that episode wraps up that that does not go well. You don't know. You just assume, cause you know where, you know, the star Wars universe goes. And so to, to have that kind of verified here, and then written in with this whole idea of she didn't get it right. She didn't do, she didn't, she didn't come to power the right way. Um, and knowing, you know, Which, that she has been on it, both sides of mm-hmm. pacifism and aggression and Mandalorian. So it's all, it's very tragic. It's very sad. It's very sad. Well, it's, it's so interesting too, because, you know, the siege of Mandalore was something that Dave spent, you know, a decade building up to. Mm-hmm. And then, just for it to be like, oh, and then it's gone, right? And it's like completely erased 
which is not what you really get the indication from rebels too. You know, rebels like you're main, you're meant to think that things are pretty good at least so that, you know, one of the main characters can leave to go on the rest of the rest of, you know, the next quest. Right. Um, right. But let's get into the, the end of this um, and then we can talk about some more discussion points. So basically this episode ends uh, the last 20 minutes is he needs a ship and he we get um, Pelimoto who we had a cameo just a freaking delight yeah back in episode one or something she's in a flashback around. in a flashback yeah yeah so pelimoto and we're on we're at moss isley not moss Esba, so we're in a separate city and she so tells... it's not a coincidence everybody's like oh how convenient it's not convenient because he's actually in a whole different city mm-hmm. yeah Sa- not all sand looks alike Jeez. yeah god um oh, you know some's coarse and some gets everywhere but we just get the scene, you know, we um, she tricks him um, saying, I have a replacement for the Razor Crest. I don't have the Razor Crest. And then we get, um, you know, another hit with nostalgia. Um, Josh, do you know the specific name of the Starfighter? Is it the N1 or am I just making no, that up? No, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's the, you know, Naboo Royal, you know fighter i mean i know the ship i don't i don't know the name of it so no and i it took me a minute to figure out what it was honestly. i thought it was a pod racer yeah I mean, right. well when it was covered up under the cloth it looked like general grievous's starfighter to me and then oh. yeah they they take the um yeah they take the cloth off and i also thought oh that looks like a pod racer <laughs> Kristen knew like immediately mm-hmm. i don't know go figure yeah so we get this and then we you know get a really cool montage um would be remiss you know we talked about fallen order at the start of this episode we get the droid from fallen order um not we don't know if it's the bd right BD, it's bd but... is it bd1 i don't know it just says bd but it's a new droid in pelimoto's um um cadre of different droids mm-hmm. and you know we see the utility of bd where bd shows um where a piece goes which is um pretty cool and you know it, there's growth of mando working with droids um, oh yeah there is all that whole thing yeah they kind of have yeah. downplayed how much he hates droids but i guess he's kind of grown out of that yeah and then we also get to you know make that comment of all these things are handmade which is a big thing he he does not like being tracked although he gets caught all the time as evident by this episode um yeah so you know montage pretty cool it's a fast naboo starfighter um we have some nostalgia like going through beggar's canyon which i guess i never put together that that was like that beggar's canyon is what they race through in pod racer um like that's the canyon from pod racer as well and that's Baker's Canyon. So Baker's Canyon is in the Boonta Eve classic or whatever, which was news to me. Yeah, but he's from, like, you know, they go to Moss Isley. They don't go to Moss Espa. So, and he, you know, talks about being in Baker's Canyon. Although it seems a lot, a lot less intimidating because, like, people live there. You know, so he's just like, what? Like, Luke's just annoying, like, shooting um, womp rats. In Beggar's Canyon, that just that's just like he's just joyriding. It's not him, you know, just being in the boonies. Like people actually live there. 
It's a, it's pretty rude. What well, he's it's doing. been pretty gentrified since he lived there. Oh yeah, D- Tatooine is much much cleaner now. Um, yeah, so we so we see with that montage. He goes in the space. Um, all very cool. Since you know that mo- it, it's primarily the volume, and like he actually gets to witness all of that, and just the the lighting you know like when he goes into the ship out of the ship you can see all of the reflection and everything which is one of the really cool things about the volume mm-hmm. and then he gets um caught by two x-wing pilots do you know who the the the, the young one was off the top of your head so i don't remember his name but apparently that's the guy who was the body double for mark hamill in the season two finale of Mandalorian. Like that was the guy on set <clears throat> or one of the guys on set. Max Lloyd Jones. Yeah. Oh, that he, he played body double for Luke in Mandalorian. Okay. Right. So he is Lieutenant Reed in um, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. That sounds very Star Wars. And then Carson Tiva is Paulson Hien, um, who, who, mm-hmm. Who from... apparently brobes so, which apparently means, where's Trapper Wolf? To him, they have falling out. They're not buddies anymore. He's got a new partner now. What happened to Trapper Wolf? I'm sure there'll be a multiple comic book series about it. Um, he's too busy preparing for Star Wars Rangers, which. Look, all I'm saying, he could be the lead in that show. I get it. You know, cartoons maybe not going to be making a comeback anytime soon. I'd watch a Cars and Tava show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? I mean, I need to know why he's not in episode seven, eight, or nine. I need yes. to know. <laughs> so we see that. We see, you know, the speed of the Naboo Starfighter. There's a spot where the droid for little Yanni. Um, and then. Oh, I guess we can. I mean, obviously, he gets hired to do a job for for man for Boba. You know, we all know that at this point. Now, um, will he be in this week's episode, or is he going to be off on business and then he'll just show up again for the finale? I think it's that. Yep, which will further just make me scream. I mean, look, I look, my I know this is just. I'm just. I just don't understand. I just don't understand what's going on. I just don't understand. That is Boba Fett, which is why he's hiring anybody that'll help him, like Teletubbies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, lo- I loved this episode. I just don't. This was not. Why is this, this is not an episode of Boba Fett? Boba Fett's not even it. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Like huge revelations about stuff in the Mandalorian show. Like the Night of a Thousand Tears is revealed here, but it's in Boba Fett. I don't know. It's just strange to me. It's just strange. I just don't understand. Yeah, it makes it makes no sense. But it was also like. You know, a lot of times when something like this happens, it's for the worse, and you're like, oh, I'm so mad, I'm so mad. For this, Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's happened, I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Now, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, let's let's switch over to discussion, end of the PCAP. I didn't say that the Beskar spear is gone. Armor gets rid of that, and then makes... Something. Chainmail? Is that... What we're supposed to think? Yeah, that that would make sense. That would make sense. I was joking that it was a cute little helmet, and it's gonna be such a bummer to watch um, it get chopped off of his head by Kylo Ren. 
it's i mean it's just a, it's it'll be interesting the gymnastics they run through to provide make a little yanni a character in episode 10 11 12 <laughs> like the the intellectual loops I have that theories. they're gonna i have theories yeah. i definitely have theories particularly with it seeming like they're gonna try and bring thrawn into the fold and thrawn kind of I feel like Thrawn connects to a more extra galactic scope, like mm-hmm. beyond the outer rim. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. I've so far, every time they've had to explain away stuff like this, I've felt like they did a sufficient job and it didn't feel like too much legwork. But yeah, that time will come. Maybe, um, maybe Luke found the Jedi homeworld and he didn't actually find it, which I int- guess. Integral. Uh huh. Integral. Ec- intri- in- yeah, integral. Lightral. Integral. Integral. Um, remember how sometimes? Remember how um, somehow Palpatine he, returned? He meets no. He 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 goes the Bendo where he meets the Bendu. Ooh, Bendu. Bendu's Bendos. Bendu was actually. I mean, we. You know, we're kidding, but I do like the Bendu. I, I, I was just it, thinking I, about the Bendu recently. No joke. I would, I would be. I would not be bummed to see the Bendu. If they did a um, giant practical Bendu, that would be incredible. I just want to see the Bendu in the volume. Yeah. Yeah, and then I want there's to see just a real one. and then there's just fans and and under it <laughs> to simulate. Uh, well, I guess the Bendu doesn't really steam out. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I, little Yanni, um, he's getting a gift. Great Christmas gift. I don't think little Yanni got Mando anything. End of episode. So or what even like what even if he goes off on this little adventure and he just doesn't come back, and that's like a thing is like oh why couldn't Mando come back? God, I'm gonna be so freaking mad. Ugh. I mean, what is this week even gonna be? And these pikes, I don't care. They're not scary. They're not good bad guys. Um, change to a positive note. Amy Sedaris, are we sure that um, Amy Sedaris isn't a character that Pelimogo is playing <laughs> in our universe? Mm-hmm. Because she's is it's like she was born in Star Wars. It's just like she walked off of A New Hope and exists. It's crazy. She's so good in the show, and it's just like you add just these ridiculous things, right? She slept. She sleeps with Jawa. Dating the Jawa. She dated a Jawa. This is a safer work podcast. What is wrong with you? She she dated a Jawa. They're very furry, very furry. Her Jawa, awesome. I yep. mean, I I don't know if it's actually correct at all. That line, I'm working on me. Thanks. So yep, yep. Real real <laughs> so good. good. Hey, I know that you don't want to buy this, but while we're waiting to get your credits back. Would you let me just tell you a little bit about this uh, bad boy? Yeah. Or, why? Uh, yeah. Why the hell did you go get rid of him or whatever? Cove and petting zoo. Great stuff. Great stuff. And just the costume and the hair and everything. Totally on point. Um, how much time do you want to spend talking about the BD of it all? Did that get your imagination going at all? No, I was just. It was just a nice nod. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, B one is a cool design. I kind of. I think it would have been cool to see a practical one i mean i know that would have been significantly harder because he's not on wheels but yeah cool design great sound design as well um you know his cowcast is dead and that's why that's there <laughs> i don't know i certainly think he's dead 
I certainly think he's dead. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mean, know. I don't even know what to expect from this week's episode. I don't even know. What? I don't even know. I don't even know. I will say, it seems strange to me that this was seven episodes. Mm-hmm. It felt like you have six or eight. Felt I don't know. I guess I just like limited series. Seemed like they should be in an even number or something. Seven felt weird, and now I'm like, oh, it was six episodes, and then they stole an episode of the Mandalorian and put it in the middle. Yeah, and I'm I am uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not upset. No, I mean I'm probably gonna go back and rewatch Mandalorian now because that episode's freaking awesome, and Pedro was great. I think it also is required watching for catching up on the Mandalorian. Yeah, there's some episodes you can skip here and there, like the at least for me, the episode where he's transporting the lizard people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's that smear campaign against little Yanni, like eating a bunch of babies. Right. Um. I don't need to see that episode, um, but more because spiders really freak me out, and sure. that was hor- that was horrifying. Now what? Here's here's something I'll end up off on. So this is this is Bryce Dallas Howard's third directorial um, effort. We talked about she did the you know season one chapter four with that village of farmers. I think it was called Sanctuary, and then she did the Heiress in season two where we meet Bo-Katan, and then she's done this. Um, I think this is the best Star Wars episode she's directed of the three. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I have 100%. no, I mean, I don't have any overwhelming complaints with either of the prior two. I mean, I, when Bo-Katan showed up, I was losing it, but this was this was fantastic. I mean, you know, hats off. This was, this was really great. Yeah, and it's also, I didn't realize until after the fact, um, not that I let, you know, any of these of the directors kind of be like, oh, I'm, I I would say the only time where a director affects my viewing is when it's Dave, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, something's this up. Is, this is big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because um, I was wondering, because, you know, you don't really find out the director until the end of the episode. And so I was thinking, myself, oh, so I was thinking maybe Dave Filoni will come in and direct something that has like a big giant impact on Star Wars writ large. But maybe they just had Dave Filoni come in because it's a Mandalorian thing. But this was not Dave Filoni's episode. So there is still a Dave Filoni episode happening mm-hmm. of these next two. So Yeah, we it's going to be when um, Cad Bane comes back. He's the other muscle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's ripped now. <laughs> no, it's just Dave. <laughs> just dave he's he's painted blue mm-hmm, and they're like what happened to your voice mods yeah thundercat Mo- got me Th- thundercat the mods got me do you still favor watch the thundercat video for dragon ball durag um i've been listening to his mac miller stuff oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which has been pretty good he was on a couple of tracks of the um, posthumously released Mac Miller. Um, there's like two or three albums. Um, he's on a couple of them. Yeah, well, I know he, I, he talks about Mac Miller's passing having an effect on his, his recent work. I think the, you know, it is what it is album and stuff like that. His Tiny Desk concert was also very good. I was making Kristen watch a bunch of Thundercat stuff after the episode because I was like, you know this guy. I have him on a lot on the car. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. There was um, definitely a moment in time, early quarantine days, where she was like, "You've put on Dragon Ball Durag too many times." I am curious if we're going to get any Star Wars tracks now that he 
that he is um, a member of the Star Wars. Well, I'm curious universe. if he had anything to do with the music that was playing in the modifiers spot. Oh, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Um, okay, so I think we've talked about everything so far. I mean, we're gonna get the. I guess this is the penultimate episode that's coming up. So no, we. Why do you? This is... Oh, that's coming up. Yes. Yeah. I thought this was another edition of Pete purposely gets the episode count wrong. Uh, yeah, we have seven episodes. Yes, this is episode five. Yeah, this week is the penultimate. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, everything you uh, said is correct. And then you know we'll see if it, you'll know what our take is, listeners, based on the intro, because you'll have listened to the Pedro Boys intro for this episode. Um, I'm curious where we're gonna come if it's you know majority Boba Fett or if it's majority Mandalorian. Wouldn't that be that? Wouldn't I don't even now? I'm imagining the scenario that's gonna happen is the one I didn't even think of, which is they just leave Boba Fett for the next episode and they just follow the Mandalorian and then come back at the very end of the finale. It's like, oh, right, go help Boba Fett real quick. Oh, I was thinking of it more like help Boba Fett, help Boba Fett, and then the last 15 minutes is like Bo Katan's here and she takes the saber and. Now they have to go fight in the water underneath Mandalore. Oh my gosh. Two birds, two birds, one stone it. That is going to be really cool seeing that planet. Like seeing a worn torn. Yeah, but it will be a bummer not seeing the Mandalore of old in live action. Because I know that was Mandalore as it appears in the Clone Wars with all the different glass levels and stuff was like something that was imagined up for revenge of the sith there's like a planet concept for that that would have been pretty cool to see live action i'm really looking forward to seeing the acolyte because that might be a spot where we can see a lot of these landscapes you know like i i would super psyched for that show um not that i've you know heard anything about about it but it's just gonna be interesting to see them tackle the prequel era with like modern more modern movie making sensibilities Mm -hmm. i'm being yeah Good stuff, good stuff. Who knows what we're going to call that, because I don't know any character names. Akko, Bo, I don't know. Not, I'll figure it out. Yeah, it shouldn't be Alter Boys. That'll be pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, email us, um, com at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, fill out our poll. What is better, Seinfeld or Everybody Loves Raymond? Um, what would you choose? In terms of a spinoff episode that becomes 95% of What's that episode. Better? What's better? Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, an episode of Seinfeld, but it's just an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, or an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, but it's just an episode of Seinfeld. Of those four. See ya!